Before I share with us what the Lord has laid in my spirit, I want to appreciate the Lord for the Jesus Company of Ministers. I want to thank God for what God is doing in this company. We bless God for the unity of the spirit that is restoring the apostolic dignity into the body of Christ. God reigns. He dwells in unity. When you are alone, you are limited. It doesn't matter how big you are. Only a dead sea flows to no river. It becomes dead because anything goes there. It's not flowing. If you can't flow with members of the body of Christ, you become a spiritual dead sea. So we thank God we don't despise the days of little beginnings. We thank God for Gospel Christian Center. The leaders are not here because of certain things they, that happened. Uh, and a Pastor Kola need to travel to Benin. We thank God for the living flame. We thank God, Living Flame Ministries, Apostle Wisdom, and Pastor Pat Omeza with the ministers. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. 
We thank God for the Anagazo Global Ministry is not also here. Um, we bless God for some other ministers that have been part of the Jesus Company of Ministers. We meet every Tuesday for prayers. And I also want to thank God for the Christmas church, uh, the ministers. And I pray that the Lord will make every one of us to be enabled ministers. By the grace of God, earnestly, the Bible College, the Purpose Reminder Bible and Ministry Training Center, will be commencing lectures next week, Saturday. And I want to believe God that as we are responding for preparation, because today I told uh, those who are to resume today, last week, that instead of last week, we have to meet today uh, because of referral, so that they can understand the nature of referral. By the grace of God, we have in our midst here a student, one of the first fruit of Purpose Reminder Bible and Ministry Training Center, Pastor Felix. Please help me to make him welcome. He's from our also family church, Depart Faith Christian Assembly. Amen. You may have your seat, sir. It's been longing. It disturbs me from time to time. All through last year, he kept asking me, sir, when will the program begin? Sir, when will the program begin? You know, when you see some people that you are just coercing, try to, to just push them to say, just try to to respond to this kind of a thing they may ask you a few times when you are hungry you don't ask for food one or two times there are some of us when you are hungry you are restless nobody can talk you can't laugh anymore <laughs> you won't laugh you are until something enters the stomach and settles down before that smile is restored I needed to be trained by the Holy Spirit, by discipline of the Spirit, not to be asking my wife for food. She's there. I don't know when last I asked her, as food, is food ready? I know what stomach did to my life. So it got to a time when the Lord was training me, that oh boy, the weight of what is before you you must rule over Mr. Stomach. The stomach infrastructure must be under you. It must not be over you. Uh, one of the fights, I, I mean, one of the issues, uh, the major issue in my, with my wife is that, is food. But I'm receiving grace. I've told her, I'm receiving grace to be eating like something else now. Glory be to Jesus. 
When you are hungry, what you are, it might not be food now. If you are hungry for the spirit, they won't push you to seek for him. Your hunger will mark you out wherever you are. Your hunger will single you out. You will always be identified with what you are hungry for. Where you are often found is a revelation of what you are hungry for. For the parent of Jesus, it was a religion. In Luke chapter 2, but for Jesus, it was an hunger. For the parent of Jesus, it was a religion. Annually, you go there, carry out your worship. We have worship in Jerusalem. Tell everybody we were also there. We are at Shiloh. We are this. We are that. Last year, we are there. To them, it is a routine. Jesus never lived a life. You can't see a man of the spirit living a spiritual life that is religious he won't be satisfied with the less three days were enough for them it wasn't enough for jesus for him it was a place to be three days were enough and they return and they say okay we are still coming back i know not jesus at age 12. not jesus at age 12. he said don't you know that i have to be about my father's business three days they didn't remember that he wasn't with them they went they went back looking for him You will be found where you are hungry for. Because Jesus now said, blessed in Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. This is another student pastor of Purpose Reminder Bible and Ministry Training Center. Minister Precept. Help me to put your two hands together for the Lord. And we also have the ministers in Christmas Church who are also hungry students and some others that will be coming from Living Flame Ministries and also from other uh, Jacob assemblies excuse me if anything has damaged your hunger spiritually it has damaged you the first thing satan kills before he kills any minister is to kill the hunger 
of the minister. Ministry is an adventure of ever hungry, ever hungry, ever hungry. You don't go out of hunger. Otherwise, there will be no room to feel anymore. There's little God can do with you if you are not hungry for him. Hunger drives. You know, we are in this nation now. Look at some protests happening in some places. Hunger is driving people to say, see, we are, see when you are hungry, it drives you. So when you are driven, you have to be pushed your hunger is dead. I imagine how a minister should be pushed to seek after the things of the spirit. It's a sign that his hunger is dead or he has never been hungry. It's quite important. That's why I, I know, I know, I don't have anybody to tell me that I'm not a pastor. Because when I realized that I'm not a pastor, if you are with me, I can pamper you to rottenness. I say, okay, okay, okay. The only people that are moved to are people who are hungry. So if people are with me and they are not hungry, I say, okay. And I probably say, sleep well. So, and I know that that can be damaging. You know, there are pastors, you do, if you are a shepherd, and you are pampering people, and we have many like that, you keep just pampering them, you don't want to, you know, they remain like that, and they are dying. I know, no, 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 no. So I believe I'm sent to hungry people. I'm sent to steer the hunger of people. I was at your school on, on, on yesterday. What did I tell the staff, your colleagues there? I said, I've come to set them on what? On fire. So it's only those who are ready to be born. Who are ready to born that I'm out for. That's why I'm sent to leaders. Not because of anything. You don't push those who have... Leaders are not just people that have titles. Leadership is something within you. You may lack title, but you have a leadership spirit. A leader is somebody that you don't want to push. Nobody, see, my wife was asking me at the time, how did you become like this? And I realized that how I became like this was just the Lord helping my heart to be open. Because I realized that we were two. The other person decided to remain in the comfort zone. We were in the same church. But yet I was looking for more. There is more to this. There is more to this Christian life. I was not called. It was a year or two before I got the call of God. I think a year after. But my hunger was already there. I was looking for something more. I wasn't, I wasn't looking for title. I was looking for something more. I just don't like what if I'm an entrepreneur. I don't want to be ordinary entrepreneur. Anything I do. Before I was called into ministry, I my heart was in entrepreneurship. 
I told them while we were in school that after I finish school, I won't carry transparent file looking for job. Because there's something that always born within me. There's something that always born. There is something that drives me. So at that time, I realized that we will be, I will be looking. We were in the same church. Under the same teaching. I told us yesterday, we can be hearing the same thing, but with different effect. Apostle told us how only Peter, only Peter had that record of operating, of walking on the water dimension with Jesus. Only Peter. They were about 12, if Judas Iscariot had not gone out, they were 12 in the ship. And only one. Do you know that nobody suggested to him that master, if you are the one, can I come? No one can suggest that to anybody. So nobody can advise you to hunger. Nobody can advise you to actually grow. It is from within. From within, man. So nobody could if Thomas had advised Apostle Peter to say, ask master that you want to walk on the water. I know Apostle Peter will look at him and say, you want to kill me? Because anybody who asks anybody to walk on the water want that person to commit suicide. That suicidal adventure. But the man, we were, one of the things we were taught here today is that you ask by observation. That's deep for me. I told you that when people are around me, they may be rotting because of one thing. I may not want to just, just, I may not steer you. But you cannot rotting if you observe. I believe, my wife has asked me, what's your leadership style? I believe the best leadership style is leading by example and learning by observation. If I have to tell you everything to do, you are not following If I'm not sleeping at home, if I have to study more, uh, buy books, Apostle Wilson, what did I do yesterday when we were coming from town? Is it two days ago? Where did I park? What did I say to you? I said, do you, I said we should do, you should do what? what? I said, what did you say to you? I, because I parked. You did. We, were, we were coming from, I just parked. Some, I just, Apostle, you need some books. And I know the reason is, he excused me out of that place. He didn't want me to spend the money. The best leadership style is leadership by example. So, if the Lord has planted before you or with you a challenger, that means you have every opportunity to grow because the question is that who is challenging the leader? That's why the best people you can lead are leaders. It is frustrating to lead those who don't have leadership desire, instinct in them. They will frust the more you lead them, you know, Pastor Fumi was saying to us this morning, 
that he got to it moses was the meekest but because he was leading crowd he wasn't leading leaders did you ever hear that moses had problem with joshua and Caleb? why they were leaders So Moses had been leading these people. He had been leading them. He had been. He got to a time they frustrated him. It's difficult, you know. Jesus knew you can't succeed in ministry leading multitude. Honestly speaking, you cannot. And let's stop. Let's stop rating success of ministries by multitudes. If success of ministry is by multitude, when Jesus was hung on the cross, that means he was a failure. But do you know, our Lord and Master was wise. He knew that if you want to be an enabled minister, you have to get to a point that you are helped to lead leaders. Because the people that we sustain whatever god is doing they are not those you push they are those who have drive so while he was dying how many people were with him even among the leaders he, he trained but don't forget this was this 11 that later because they were still leaders they were made they were enabled i've not done my teaching but i think with this enabled minister must have a leadership grace you must have it you must have it you must have it you must have it you must not settle for less you must desire more and i pray that as we are responding to this the lord we enable us the Lord will enable us. So from next week, by the grace of God, the Bible school will be commencing a class. It will be rigorous. Whenever we meet, because I believe that not everyone that started a thing finish what they start. Anything I'm going to be part of, <laughs> I want to ensure that it is not what can be watered down. We are not after the crowd in Jesus' company. The Lord was teaching me that maybe yesterday or two days back. Real ministry, as I'm coming now, you will discover what it is. Can you please come with me? I want to talk to us before we close on the training of the spirit the training of the spirit 
that is the key that enables ministers the training of the spirit who trains you will determine how you will reign who trains you will determine how you will reign training is for reigning no one reigns who is not trained <laughs> if one reigns without training it won't reign for long Saul without being trained he crashed David reigned and he had transgenerational impact till that time Bartimaeus was saying Jesus thou son of David in the new covenant David was recognized he reigns to last because he was trained Saul was trained by man David was trained by God who trains you determines your reigning And that's why at this very time before we go out of this place for this first edition of Refoil, I am telling you, Sassamax, that the Lord is saying, you need, I need a new dimension of training of the Spirit. It takes training for your potentials to come alive. Somebody can be so blessed and endowed and carry so much treasures. But it is training that refines hidden treasures and announces them. An untrained gift will become a trap. An untrained gift will become a trap. We train to reign. 
so that we can reign forever. The plan of the Lord Jesus is that we will reign on the earth. He has redeemed unto himself. He has made us kings and priests unto himself and we shall reign. We shall reign. Why are we not reigning? We are not training. And where training ends, it is where reigning ends. Where training ends, it is where reigning ends. So the more you train, the more you reign. Excuse me, Sir Samas, this matter is important. We cannot bypass it. We cannot overrule it. We cannot overemphasize that the church of Jesus is a training center. Not a merchandising, merchandising center. The church of Jesus is not a bless me center. You are already blessed in Jesus. It is because you are not trained. That is why the blessing are not showing. <laughs> we are blessed in Jesus. Salvation is a passport to divine blessing. You have been redeemed from the cause of the law. You have been translated. I have been translated from darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. So we are kingdom people. We are meant to be reigning. There is no treasure you give to the untrained. He will waste it. If an untrained person succeed a trained person every exploit a trained predecessor has done an untrained successor will waste it at least if i don't know anything i have a life experience of that in ministry and it is it, it is glaring you know there are certain things you just know that they are not just words I'm not just trying to fabricate words for you. I'm not motivating us. I'm speaking words of making. Where I come from, they used to say, a child that is not trained will sell the house that the father, the parent that labored to build, that they, they will sell it. Because it is training that gives you sense of values. Training gives us sense of values. Training makes you to recognize value and know how to harness it. 
why do we labor to send our children to school why do we say okay our children have to be greater than us why do we say even though i don't have this level of education my children must have them because you know that you are short of certain values in life because you don't have the training required to recognize and unnest them I see the Lord raising the matter of training. It doesn't matter how you are, who I am, where we are, the level we are operating. Show me a believer who is in the training of the spirit. I will show you a believer who will end well. If you check 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and you read from verse 20 down you begin to see apostle paul using the word of heartlets using the word of training talking about training i hope we are not tired to receive what the lord is bringing at this time do you want us to have a short break and then do you know part of training is ability to have a long span sustaining concentration yeah. Yeah. a trained person endures for long it is called suffers for do you know what long suffering fruit of the spirit means suffering for long they call it long suffering deborah do you hear that long suffering that's why when you see words in scriptures the things that we use in our time they are not the the things they glory about in their time see enabled ministers in their time in the time of the early church in the time of the apostles there are people you can say that they have endurance they endure <laughs> apostle paul was saying you should endure like a good soldier a good you look at those qualities they are qualities that are developed in training Before we will cry to God, 
in Navy SEAL. They are trained to combat war in the air, inside the water, on the ground. I think I've once told us before they got Osama, the man who was assigned went. What do we say? What did he do with his chest? Eh? Is that crawling? When you use your chest to move on the ground, they they move on a long distance on the on this surface, just moving like this. They can be inside waters for days. <laughs> and in every seal they have what is called hell week and one of the things about hell week for anybody who want to be a navy seal in u.s is that a moment you want to step into that training week called hell week and you doubt in your heart that can i make it because of the rigors you are ready you cannot they will not say you can't do. But they, with their experience, they have seen that those who, who normally say, ah, can I go, can I make this thing? They doubt it. They don't usually make it. Excuse me without taking you too far. Spirit-enabled ministers are trained ministers they are ministers who have been trained by the spirit so who trains us we determine the outcome of our lives and where you are trained we also determine the outcome of your life. Who trains you? Where you are trained? And with what you are trained with? Who trains you? Where you are trained? And with what you are trained with? This is important. So, the scripture is a profile of men that were trained by God and the reason their outcome became so different is because of who trained them, where they were trained, and with what they were trained with. Anyone that avoids training avoids raining. Anyone who avoids training abort raining. When you avoid training, you abort raining. Of these, before we begin to 
greatest thing when God calls you in ministry, He calls you into His purpose, is the training of God. God calls us to train us. You know, sometimes some people are anointed before they are trained again. <laughs> Go and check the life of David. He was already anointed. But he was not in needed. God knew if what brought Saul down will not bring David down. It didn't take God anything to kill Saul. At that time, he transferred the anointing and caused David to assume the throne. It wasn't because that God wanted to sustain Saul. It was because he wanted to elongate the training of David. David, don't forget, he first had this training in the bush. God relocated him at a time to the palace. Not as a king, but to observe. Everything God used Moses for, God could have raised Moses in his mother's house. And with all that they wanted to do with Moses, and then God will say, Moses, now I am sending you to Egypt. But that is not God's way of training. God took Moses to be trained where he will reign. And God's training is in faces. When Moses was done with the training of Egypt, it was a training to understand Egypt's life, understand Egypt's system, understand how to deal with, understand what happens in Egypt. But that training in Egypt was not enough for Moses to bring out the children of Israel. He needed wilderness training. You know, some of us feels if you have a 40 year training, that is all to have. God said, another 40 years at the backside of desert in Midian. When Moses was 80, God now said, okay, for the mission that we take how many days? It took 80 years for a man to be trained. And do you know, in spite of 80 years training, Moses could not still make it into that land. Don't forget, we always know that God did not say bring them out and die in the wilderness. Was it ever written in the scripture? What did God say to Moses? Take them out and bring them in. So the original purpose and plan of God for Moses is not to die seeing the promised land ahead of, of him. It is to bring these people in. But it got to a time that in spite of 80 years of his training, 
Oh my God. Moses could still not make it. Do you know why I'm saying all of this? Why do you think you are already graduated from the training of the Spirit? Within the short time, I almost still spend more. I don't know how short, I don't know how long. So that you not quote me by my word. Don't let me stay short. But as soon as the Holy Spirit releases me, I will leave. Oh, Jesus. Your training. <laughs> In the spirit. Is non-negotiable. It doesn't have expiry time if you don't want to expire. The greatest thing when God calls you is the training of God. God calls us to train us, to train us. God can give you a glimpse, a dream, like he did to Joseph. Of what? A little that lies ahead of you. But he won't tell you the details of the training. You can receive prophetic promise and feel there is no corresponding training for it. You know that's what we assume. And you can't pray your way out of training. You can't pray off training. You cannot pray it off. You can't pray off training. It's not possible. Whatever God will do this year now, how you respond to the training of the Spirit will determine it. Also take note. God does not call you to use you. He calls you to train you. I think I was saying to you after covenant night on, on, on Thursday that the reason many, you know, some, some, he was sharing certain things with me and I was telling him that that's how some people have been prophesied into ministry. So men of God, we just meet them and say, ah, and you, you have a call, oh. You have a call of God. You know, many people, they have told them they have a call of God. And the next thing they thought God is asking them to do is to go and start a ministry. Do you know the call of God is in levels? You may have a call to salvation. You may have a call to sanctification. You may have a call <laughs> to servanthood. You may have a call to character development. So when God calls you, there is a call on your life. But the moment a man or a woman feels, when I am called, it is for God to use me. It's a lie. God calls you to train you. He doesn't call you to use you. Only the trained can be useful for God.
already trained. You can't walk up to any organization now or walk up to high court and said, I, I, I feel I, I, can, I can just be a lawyer here. They will tell you, what is your, are you trained in law? You say you just want to assist them, you want to volunteer. They will tell you, this is, we do, see, we love volunteers. As a matter of, we want to reduce our overhead, but you are not trained for it. So you are not useful for what you are not trained for. God is calling me. God is calling me. God is calling me. God calls you to train you. It doesn't call you to use you. Only those who do well in God's training are God's useful vessels. with